Testament. December 30th, Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 27. Then I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a beautiful bride prepared for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne, saying, Look, the home of God is now among His people. He will live with them, and they will be His people. God Himself will be with them, and He will remove all their sorrows, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. For the old world and its evils are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making all things new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give the springs of the water of life without charge. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But cowards who turn away from me, and unbelievers, and the corrupt, and murderers, and the immoral, and those who practice witchcraft, and idol worshippers, and all liars, their doom is in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. This is the second death. Then one of the seven angels, who held the seven bowls, containing the seven last plagues, came and said to me, Come with me. I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. So he took me in spirit to a great high mountain, and he showed me the holy city Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. It was filled with the glory of God, and sparkled like a precious gem, crystal clear like jasper. Its walls were broad and high, with twelve gates guarded by twelve angels, and the names of the twelve tribes of Israel were written on the gates. There were three gates on each side, east, north, south, and west. The wall of the city had twelve foundation stones, and on them were written the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked to me held in his hand a gold measuring stick to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. When he measured it, he found it was a square, as wide as it was long. In fact, it was in the form of a cube, for its length and width and height were each fourteen hundred miles. Then he measured the walls, and found them to be two hundred and sixteen feet thick. The angel used a standard human measure. The wall was made of jasper, and the city was pure gold, as clear as glass. The wall of the city was built on foundation stones inlaid with twelve gems. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysopras, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were made of pearls, 
each gate from a single pearl, and the main gate was pure gold, as clear as glass. And the city has no need of sun or moon, for the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. The nations of the earth will walk in its light, and the rulers of the world will come and bring their glory to it. Its gates never close at the end of the day, because there is no night. And all the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter. No one who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. There are three barriers. So you might want to jot these down. There are three barriers. And here's the first one. It is pride. We don't pray because I can handle it. We don't ask him, I'll work it out. It's pride. The reason people don't get on their knees, except their physical things sometimes, is pride. How, how can you be too prideful to get on your knees to holy, righteous, sovereign God? Every breath you have is a gift from him. Somebody says, I don't need to get on my knees. No, you don't. You don't need to honor God. You don't need to reverence God, but you get what comes with that. It is pride who keep, that keeps us off our knees. Pride that keeps us in sin. In other words, we'd rather have a relationship with somebody than God. We'd rather have this, that, him, her, and the other than God. It's pride. The second thing is rebellion. Sin. As long as there's sin in their life, there's no intimacy with God. When people say, well, I pray, but, but nothing happens. I pray, but God isn't answering me. I pray, and mm -hmm -hmm, then you need to look at yourself and ask yourself the question, God isn't the problem. You're the problem. There is no intimacy where there is rebellion. Now, think about this. You have to think about your own relationships. Can you have an intimate relationship with a husband or wife who's just rebellious against you? No, you cannot. You can't have an intimate relationship with your children if they're in rebellion in their life. And then the last one is real simple. If it's pride, if it's rebellion, and then if you're in a hurry. If you're in a hurry, you won't develop an intimate relationship with God. It takes time. Time to read His Word and meditate upon it. Think about it. Ask questions. God, what are you saying to me? Lord, how does this apply to my life? Is this a warning? Is this something that I, I need to look at in my life? Oh, Lord, thank you for this wonderful promise. Time to read. Time to talk to him. Time to listen to him. Cannot tell you how very important that is. And you see, here's what will happen. The more you listen, the more you're going to hear. And the more you hear, the more excited you're going to be. And the more excited you're going to be, the more time you want to give to listen to Him. Now, if you're in love with somebody, you like listening. And you see, the more you love Him, the more you're going to want to listen. He's willing to tell you far more than you expect. Because you see, 
knowing that God gave his son for me, I know he'll give me all the information and everything else I need. And that's what Paul meant in Romans when he said, having given us his son, Jesus Christ, will he withhold from us any good thing? And the answer is no. So with that in mind, would you say that you have an intimate relationship with God? Or would you have to say, I missed it. You say, when do I start now? Think about this. All of us, one of these days, no matter where we are and whatever our age, our heart's going to beat for the last time. And we're going to meet the Father. Is he going to be a stranger to you? Or do you want to have the kind of intimate relationship while you're here in this life whereby your life can impact the people around you? Not because of what you're doing, but because of what he, living within you, is able to do through you. And that is my prayer for you. Don't be satisfied with less in your relationship to him than intimacy, which is the will and purpose and plan of God for you. And Father, how grateful we are when we think about you, perfect, holy, awesome God, having a personal, intimate relationship with sinners like us. But because the blood of your Son has washed us clean and sanctified us unto yourself, you're willing to do it. And I pray for every person who hears this message, create within them this awesome, holy dissatisfaction with where they are and a hunger to know you in a deeper way than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen.